coming up on The Potter's Touch. This is the seeking savior piercing through the lattice at me, saying, come meet me, rise up and meet me. I'm coming as close to you as I can. Now you must rise up and come away. Come away from the way you talk and the way you think and the way you act and the way you live and the way you treat people. In order to get this, you gotta rise up. You gotta rise up and come away. Hey everyone, thank you so much for watching The Potter's Touch. My name is Pastor Ontario Green. If you feel like God is far away and that you're all alone, you know that couldn't be further from the truth. The way that you reconnect with Him is through your worship. Bishop Jakes will explain how to renew your bond with Christ in this message, Worship Connects Us. Check this out. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. Are you with me? And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Keep going. Therefore shall a man, oh, there it is again. Therefore shall a man leave. Therefore, therefore, there on the, because of what I just told you, shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave, and, and leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be, what? One flesh. In the sight of God, there have only been two men. There are almost eight billion people on the planet, but in the sight of God, there are only two men. The first man, Adam, and the last man, Adam. You are either one or the other. You cannot be both. If you are carnal, you are still a part of the first man, Adam. If you've been born again, you are born again because you are connected to the last man, Adam. There are only two. All of us are in one or the other. There was a man who was in the first man, Adam, named Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, and he said, I want to be in your kingdom. He said, you can't be in my kingdom because you're not my kid. You're still a part of the first man, Adam. You must be born again. Because in being born again, you are now a part of the last man Adam. Somebody said the last man Adam. I am assuming that you know that the last man Adam is Jesus. That the first man Adam is God's first created son. That the last man Adam is his only begotten 
son. I'm just assuming that you know that. I'm assuming that you have run ahead of me and thought, just as the first man, Adam, got his bride by going into a deep sleep. The last man, Adam, had to go into a deep sleep too. In fact, the last man, Adam, said, Father, if it be thy will, pass this bitter cup for me. But the father said, I can't introduce you to your bride if you don't go to sleep. So they hung him high and they stretched him wide. And the last man, Adam, went into his sleep so he could meet his bride who was chosen in him before the foundations of the world. So those of us who were chosen in him were brought out of him that we might be connected. Oh, y'all are with me this morning. That's why I thank the Roman soldier for performing the surgery. Because while the last man Adam was in his sleep, see the other, let me show you this, the other people who were on the cross, when they came up to them, they broke their legs. They broke their legs to stop them from resisting the nails of the cross. When you broke their legs, they went limp and they had to become obedient unto death. But when they came to Jesus, he was already dead, so they never broke a bone in his body because he was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I thought y'all wanted me to teach some Bible this morning. And besides, if they'd have broke a bone, they would have ruined him from being the Lamb of God because in order to be the Lamb of God, he had to be whole with no bones broken in his body. So there he was, he was already dead, and they checked him. They thought they were just checking him, but they were really doing surgery because the Roman soldier pierced him in his side. And out of his side, the blood began to flow. And the Bible says the New Testament or the New Covenant was in his blood. When, the, when you see the blood and water flowing out, you are seeing you and I. The church, the New Testament, the New Deal coming out of his side. Drink this cup, boys. This is my blood. The New Testament is in my blood. My bride is in my blood. Thank you, Roman soldier, for piercing him in the side because you opened up the side even as the father opened up the first man, Adam's side and brought his bride out or brought his body out. You, when you pierced him in Jesus' side, you pierced him so that the church, who is the body of Christ and the bride of Christ, could come forth and now the church stands as the body of Christ and the bride of Christ because the bride 
is the body living separate from the groom. That alone is enough to preach this morning. The church is his mystical body. Many members, one body, but she is also his wife. Watch this. So when Paul starts talking in Ephesians, he is talking to the bride of Christ, who is the body of Christ, and he is using the metaphor of marriage because the metaphor of marriage is the best description of what our relationship is like with Christ. And you must understand who we are. You must understand who we are as the bride of Christ. You must understand. I want to I wanna take you into the Song of Solomon for a minute, around chapter 2 of verse 8 through 10. And she said, Behold, my beloved cometh to me. <laughs> the voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. She, she says, my beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at windows, showing himself through the lattice. She said, my beloved, it sounds like a love story, and, and the guy is coming for the girl, and he's looking for her, and he is showing himself through the lattice. What is lattice? Lattice is that kind of wall and fencing that you can pierce through, you can see through it, but not fully. That's where we are right now. We can see him. but not fully, but he's showing himself through the lattice. <laughs> we, 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 cannot, we cannot see him clearly. In fact, Paul in another place says, now we see through a glass darkly. Come on, stay with me. I, I can see him, but I can't. He's peering to me through the lattice, like, like a bridegroom peering at the bride. I can see him but not clearly. So I prophesy in part, and I understand in part, because I can only see him. <laughs> Come on, somebody. My beloved spake and said unto me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. What happened to us last Sunday is that the voice of the Lord said, rise up, my beloved, and come away. For lo, the winter is past. The rain is over and gone. And he is calling me to rise up and come away. He wants intimacy. He, this is the seeking savior piercing through the lattice at me, saying, come meet me. Rise up and meet me. I'm coming as close to you as I can. Now you must rise up and come away. Meet me. This is a lover's rendezvous. 
this is a weekend retreat in Hawaii. Rise up, my beloved, and come away. You can't see me if you don't leave. You can't cleave. Rise up, my beloved, and come away. You came in here carnal. I'm waiting for you in the spirit. I've come as close as I can come to you. You must come the rest of the way. Rise up, my beloved, and come away. See, you can ride to church with somebody who didn't get what you got because they didn't go where you went. They sat in the building, but they never got in the spirit. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? You'll find that you are much broader, that you're much deeper, um, that you have more going for you than you think. It's a wonderful opportunity to be able to speak to like-minded leaders who are all attempting to do the right thing and do and do it well. So we can go to our congregation and be full so that we can give them more. Make plans to take your leadership to the next level by registering at pastorsandleaders.org. We can't wait to see what God has in store for you in 2018. Have you ever thought that God may have answered your prayer and you don't recognize it because you've been praying and your vision says harvest and your God says seed. Your vision says airplane and your God says bicycle shop. Take the shop and build the plane. Behold, my beloved cometh to me as a heart, as a young roe, as a strong man. He cometh to me and seeketh me. He peers through the lattice. He peers, he who peers now calls. He, he looks and now he calls. He calls me to rise up and come away. That call left us prostrate on the floor. That call had tears running down our face. That call had us laid out in the presence of God. You know what that was? That was people who were leaving where they were and cleaving to where God was calling them because he was calling me to rise up and come away. Understand, I can't come away if I don't rise up. There are some realms of glory you can't get until you rise up from where you were and come away. He's calling you. He wants to bless you. He wants to feed you. He wants to pour his anointing on you, but he can't give you what he's got for you if you don't rise up and come away. Touch your neighbor and say, rise up and come away. Now, look at this. Stay with me because I'm going somewhere. Y'all with me? My beloved cometh to me because he cometh as a young roe. He cometh skipping across the mountain. He cometh to me. But, the, but he doesn't connect to the one he comes to. He comes as close as he can and peers through the lattice and then says to the one, the object of his love, meet me. I won't do it all. There is some responsibility on you to rise up and come away. What you get out of this service depends on how much you are willing to rise up 
and come away. When we start worshiping God and praising God, we're not doing that so that we can have uh, an emotional experience. This is not about being emotional. This is not about being ignorant. This is not about being Pentecostal. This is not about being black. This is not about culture. This is not about religion. This is about a call that God is giving to his people saying, rise up my beloved and come away. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to move. If you're going to get what God has for you, you got to move. You can't stay in the same sewer you've been in and experience the power of God in order to fulfill your destiny. You've got to move. You can't live like you've been living and think like you've been thinking and run with who you've been running with and experience what God has for you. You have to rise up, my beloved, and come away. Come away. Come away from your foolishness. Come away from your carnality. Come away from the way you talk and the way you think and the way you act and the way you live and the way you treat people. In order to get this, you gotta rise up. You gotta rise up and come away. When we, when we worship God, when we worship God, we rise up and come away because he is seeking someone. He did, oh, oh, let me show you here. He, 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 he told the disciples, go in and get me something to eat. I'm going to go to Samaria. He went down to Samaria and sat at the well because he was waiting for a woman to come her part I came mine, now you come yours. And the Bible said that he sat by the well. He was a well sitting on top of a well. And he said, a well, Jacob's well, sat on Jacob's well, waiting for somebody thirsty enough to rise up and come away. It's not enough that you came in the building. If you're not thirsty, you won't get this water. You have to want this water. Somebody holler, I want it. I want it so bad I'm willing to rise up. I want it so bad I'm willing to inconvenience myself. I want it so bad I don't care what I look like. I want it so bad I'll mess up my makeup. I want it so bad I'll let tears run down my face. I want it so bad I'll kick off my shoe. I want it so bad I'll lay prostrate on the floor. I want the glory. And he has another crazy conversation with this woman. He says, give me the drink. And she said, you know you don't want no water. You don't have nothing to draw with. She thought he was hitting on her. She sensed it was something intimate that was being offered her. You know how you can feel that vibe when the hello is more than hello. They be talking about, how you doing? She said, now you know you don't want no water. You don't even have no bucket to draw with. 
And he says, if you knew who I was, you would be asking me for water. He said, for if you drink of the water that you have, you will thirst again. But if you drink of the water that I have, you will never thirst again. In other words, I know you got some water, but I got some water that you don't have. Your water will not satisfy. My water will quench your thirst. And she said, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Wait a minute. Then he says something to her. He says, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Wait a minute. Are we talking about water, or are we talking about worship? His water comes to worship. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. I don't have to come to Jacob's well. I come to him through the spirit. When, when, when I worship, I connect. When I worship, I connect. I'm like a lamp. I don't care how good I look unplugged. You'll never see what I was designed to be until I'm connected. Worship is how I connect. I don't worship because I feel like worshiping. I don't worship because I'm emotional. I don't worship because I'm that kind of person that has nothing to do with it. I worship because I'm thirsty. I worship because I want to be connected. I worship because this is the place where lovers meet. Jesus is the lover of my soul. He has arranged a meeting place where we could connect and meet together. It is only through worship. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The hour cometh and now is. In other words, it wasn't like this before, but now you're stepping into a mysterium. I'm getting ready to unveil something where you can connect with me through your worship. Let me tell you how effective it is. They can't stop you from doing it. You can do it in jail. You can be locked in jail and at midnight if you start worshiping and praising God. Wherever you start praising me, I will come in and get you. I'm going to prove something to you. The Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And suddenly there was a sound and a shaking and the prisons began to shake. I used to think that God opened the prison so that Paul and Silas could get out. But when I later learned that they didn't leave, I realized he didn't open it up so that they could get out. He opened it up so that he could get. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. So wherever 
you start praising God, he will come to you. If you make your bed in hell, he'll come there. If you ascend to the uttermost part of the earth, he'll come there. Touch your neighbor and tell him, you can't bother me. I'm a worshiper. You ought to be glad you're sitting near me. I'm a worshiper. If I open my mouth and start praising God, he will turn this place. Yeah, yeah. Tell your neighbor, he's about to show up right now. Now open your mouth and start praising him. love Bishop Jakes. What a message that he's preached to us today. You know, just like God's presence filled the jail where Paul and Silas worship, the same can happen for you. Your worship brings a connection with God that can change everything about your situation. As you worship God in spirit and in truth, my prayer is that you experience God in a brand new way. God bless you, and we'll see you next time right here on The Potter's Touch. You don't stop your life because you don't have everything together. Keep on walking with your scared self. You are not alone. Take comfort in knowing we are one. For your gift to the ministry of any size, you will receive Bishop Jake's three-message series on CD, We Are One. Everything in the body has a function. Are you in the body? Then you have a... And when your gift is $100 or more, we will add the Jake's Christmas Collection that includes the Miracles Still Happen DVD series. Don't be afraid of the Gift Guide Gives DVD series and follow the star book by T.D. Jakes. Lord, I thank you for what you did. That's how you escape the natural. But when you get closer, you start thanking him for who he is. However, when your gift is $140 or more, you will also receive this eye-catching Joshua 24 art display. We can go higher than ever before when we realize that we are one. A dream will always be a dream until the dream has a date. The moment you put a date to the dream, it becomes a goal. A lot of you have had dreams for years, and your dreams have led to frustration. Put dates on your dreams and make them your goals, and tailor your activities and actions into alignment to the dream so that you can reach the date, which has become a goal, and you'd be surprised how your dream will become your reality. Through the whole year of pouring out to other people, I use this to come to get poured back into. You don't just get one expert, you get many experts. To learn what they've went through to teach us how to do it is just absolutely incredible. I really feel like they thought about every type of leader in some type of way. Make plans to take your leadership to the next level by registering at pastorsandleaders.org. We can't wait to see what God has in store for you in 2018. 
Feel free to reach out to us on social media and share your story of how God is impacting your life. We look forward to seeing you next time on The Potter's Touch.